0: Chapter three of Nero the Circus Lion by Richard Barnum. This Lieberbox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Kenneth Sergeant Gagan. Chapter three Nero is Shot Once again, as Nero stood with Mr. Lion at the front door of the jungle cave, the roaring sound echoed among the trees. What is that? asked the blind boy once more. That is the roaring of other lions who are also going out to hunt tonight, said Nero's father. There will be many of us lions in the jungle, perhaps others like you, who are going out for the first time. You must be brave and strong. Remember the lessons your mother and I have taught you. Crouch down and jump hard. Strike hard with your paws and dig deep with your sharp claws. That is what they are for, to help you hunt so that you may get things to eat. Now we'll start. By this time the jungle around the cave where Nero lived seemed filled with the roars of other lions. The very ground seemed to tremble. Nero was excited, but he was sure he could hunt well. He was a brave lion and he knew he was strong and nearly full grown now, and he knew his teeth were sharp and his claws and his paws were strong for both striking and leaping. But that is how a lion hunts. Boom, boom, rolled out of the lion's roar in the jungle. "'Ah, we shall have a grand hunt tonight," said Nero's father. "'I hope you are still hungry.' "'Yes, I am, very,' answered the lion boy. "'That is good,' returned his father. "'Now we will start. "'At first stay close to me. "'But when you see a goat or a sheep or some other animal you think you would like to eat, "'spring on it and strike with your claws.' "'Of course this sounds cruel, but lions must get their food this way. "'There is no other.' Suddenly Nero opened his mouth and gave a great roar the loudest he had ever uttered. It should be ground on which he stood. The trembling earth seemed to tickle the pads of skin and flesh of his paws, which were the same to him as your shoes are to you. Ha, ah, that was a fine roar, Nero said his father. Roar again. And Nero did, louder than at first. That's the way, cried Mr. Lion. Now we'll tell the other jungle folks to keep out of our way. We were having a hunt tonight. And that, I suppose, is why lions roar. They do it to frighten away the other animals who might spoil their hunt in the jungle. For the lion's voice, when he roars, is frightfully loud. There is no other animal who can make such much noise, not even the elephant, which is larger than ten lions. If you ever heard a lion roar even in a circus cage or in a city park, you will never forget it. And so Nero roared, and his father roared, and the other lions all about them in the jungle roared, until there was a regular lion chorus. And the other beasts, hearing it, clunked back to their dens or caves or crouched under fallen trees. One after another said to himself, The lions are out hunting tonight. It is best for us to stay until they have finished. Then it will be our turn. And so you see how it is and the strength of the lion makes other animals afraid when the big animals hunt? Elephants do not need to fear lions, for the big animals with trunks and tusks do not eat the same kind of food lions eat. Elephants live on grass, hay, palm nuts, and things that grow, but the lion eats only meat, and he would eat an elephant if he could get one, though it might take him a long while. Now for the hunt, said Mr. Lion, as he led Nero into the jungle. Tread softly. Sniff with your nose until you smell something worth hunting, and then spring on it. The lions, like cats, can see pretty well in the dark. They have to depend a great deal in their hunting on what they can smell with their nose just as your dog can smell a bone and tell, in that way, where he has buried it in the garden. So Nero and his father joined the other lions on their march through the jungle in search of something to eat, and Nero kept getting hungrier and hungrier so that he looked eagerly around every side of him in the darkness and sniffed so that he might know where it came near anything that he could kill and eat. The other lions were doing the same thing. They did not roar now, but went quietly slinking through the jungle, as quietly as your cat creeps through the grass when she is trying to catch a sparrow. Lions had done enough roaring to scare away other animals who might bother them in the hunt. Now they did not roar any longer, for they did not want to scare away the small beast which was food for them in their hunt. "'I'm going to leave you for a while now, Nero,' said Mr. Lion after a bit. "'You have to get along by yourself, but don't forget the lessons your mother and I taught you.' "'Where are you going?' asked Nero. I'm going to the front to march along with the older men lions, said Nero's father. We are going to lead you, young lions, where there will be good hunting. Oh, I shall like that, growled Nero, as he sprang on a tree trunk as he passed and dug deep into the soft bark. Hi, quit that, you're scattering bark in my eyes, said a voice behind Nero. It was not a loud voice, for one has to be quiet when hunting in the jungle. Who's there? asked Nero, thinking for a moment it might be the crocodile. I tossed him into the jungle pool. It is I. Switchy was the answer. Oh, are you hunting too? Asked Nero, Glad to find that he knew someone among the lions besides his father. Have you killed anything yet? No, not yet, but I shall pretty soon answered Switchy. This isn't my first hunt. I've been out a night before. Isn't it great? Said Nero. I hope I can kill a big buffalo. That would make a fine meal. Yes, I should say it would, exclaimed Switchy. But you had better leave the buffaloes to your father and the other big men lions. They always take them. It takes a big lion to catch a buffalo. And even sometimes the buffaloes kill a lion. How? asked Nero. With their sharp horns, answered Switchy. Both buffaloes have terribly sharp horns. Better look out for them. Better stick to the goats and sheep, or even a rabbit, until you learn more about hunting. As for me, I'm old enough now to try for a buffalo, I think. So if you see one, tell me, and I'll kill it and give you some. Well, I guess I'm nearly as big and strong as you are, growled Neal. If I see a buffalo, I'll jump on his back and strike him with my paw. All right, but if you get hurt, don't say I didn't tell you to be careful, warned Switchy. Now, come on, we must hurry or we shall be left behind. Oh, for the jungle hunt! The two boy lions hurried on after the others. Ahead of them they could hear faintly the tread of the older beasts as they walked along, looking for something to strike and kill and to stop the terrible hunger lions only went on a hunt when they wanted something to eat. They did not kill for fun. It was their way of getting a living. Suddenly, up front, they sounded a crash among the tangled vines, bushes, and trees of the jungle. There came a roar, but not a very loud one. What's that? asked Nero, Switchy. Oh, that isn't anything. Don't be afraid, answered the other lion. I'm not afraid, said Nero, but I want to learn things. I never hunted in the jungle a night before, and then I don't know so much about it as you do. What was that noise? Oh, said Switchy easily. That, I suppose, was my father or yours killing some big animal. Maybe it was a buffalo. We'll find out soon. And the two boy lions did. As they came to an open place in the jungle, they saw Nero's father and that of Switchy crouching near some big and black lion on the ground. Off to one side was a lion, licking with his big red tongue, a sore place on his leg. What happened?" asked Nero quickly of his father. "'We killed the buffalo, Cruncher and I,' said Mr. Lion, as he nodded toward Switchy's father, whose name was Cruncher. "'We killed the buffalo, but my cousin Chad is hurt.' The buffalo struck him with one of his horns. Then I struck down the buffalo. "'Here, Nero, is a bit of meat for you, and, Switchy, you may have some, but not much. This meat belongs to Cruncher and me. We will give you a little, but if you want any more, you must hunt for yourself. I fed you when you were little, baby lion, Nero, but now that you are big, you must learn to feed and hunt for yourself. And this, too, is the law of the jungle. Twitchy and Nero eagerly ate the bits of meat the older lions gave them, and then the hunt went on. Nero was still very hungry, and so was Twitchy, and pretty soon Nero saw a small animal creeping along the jungle. Ah, you are trying to get away from me, thought Nero. Who had gone to one side and away from the others but i'll get you then he stalked or crept softly after the animal which was a big rabbit and all of a sudden nero leaped and caught the smaller beast at last i have hunted for myself thought nero as he ate his meal this is great and it's not enough i must have more he went further on in the jungle and all at once he heard a goat pleading bah bah pleaded the goat ha, There is something else I can catch from my supper, thought Nero. I'm going to be quite a hunter. By this time he was far off from his father and the other lions, but he did not mind that. He felt sure he could find his way back when he needed to. But first I'll catch a goat, said Nero. Carefully, he stalked through the jungle, coming nearer and nearer to where he could hear the goat bleating. At last, in an open place in the jungle, where the moon shined brightly, Nero saw the goat, a white one. It seemed caught fast in a vine and could not move. Ah, I can easily get this fellow, thought the boy lion. He crouched for the spring and was just going to leap through the air and on the back of the goat when suddenly there was a loud sound like a clap of thunder, and at once Nero felt a sharp pain in one paw. He rolled over and over, howling and roaring in pain and anger. At the same time a man, hidden on a platform, built up in the tree, cried out, Oh, I have shot a lion! I've shot a lion. End of Chapter Three. Recording by Kenneth Sargent Gagan.